The show starts in one minute. Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater. And now, on with the show. Welcome to episode 76 of Saturday Matinee Theater, brought to you by your friends of the Long Box Crusade. We are back in Gotham City. We are in our recording studio, set up in one of the unused rooms at Stately Wayne Manor. I am your host, Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist. And joining me, as always, is the Robin to my Batman. It is Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Christatos. How are we feeling today, boy wonder Christatos? Shotgun. I'm calling shotgun. That way I get to ride. With Alfred again in the front seat when we drive around next time again. Nice. Had so much fun. I get shotgun. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. No one's going to know it's me with my mask on. (laughs) They're not even going to know it. So I can just stand in there driving around in the front seat like I'm cool. That's right. Batman Rob just being driven around by a guy who is clearly Alfred Beagle. Yes. If you remember, he's not Pennyworth in this series. Anyways... Also joining me is the laziest Alfred Pennyworth of all time. He drives superheroes around with no mask on. It is my brother, Jason the Weasel Skull Albrecht. Welcome back, Jason. Thanks. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a little distracted. I've got to pay attention. Um, my my uh, Batman just went into the building there, and I'm sp- uh, it's on fire. Uh, yeah, okay. Oh, oh, that's not good. He just came out. No, he's running back in. Um uh, Stop dropping! Stop dropping! Roll! Don't run! Don't! <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll have to get you some other time. All right. Thanks, Alfred. Appreciate that. All right. We also have with us the incorruptible lawman of the city, is Commissioner Delvin the Dark Web Williams. How do you do, Commissioner? You know, Jared, I could get you a bit, but wouldn't you rather have this war bond? <laughs> it is. Yes. We. Yes. Look into my, yeah. eye, my eyes. You see the sincerity. Mm-hmm. You hear no, the tone right. of my voice? Yeah, you got Betty Davis eyes. <laughs> I do. I do. I uh, all of a sudden I feel guilty about my extravagance and bits. You, you should. I'm riding you a know? bike. I got yeah. a bike. Just, just, all you have to do is think about that. You know, like one of those bits could have saved one of the troops mm. over in Afghanistan. <sighs> well, with that, let's welcome our guest. Um, we had a guest, but he can't come because somebody bought a bike instead of a war bond. <laughs> all right. Joining us, not for the first time at all on Saturday Matinee Theater, but is this your first Batman? This is not my first Batman. Second Batman, then. It's second Batman. Yeah, okay. So welcome back to Wayne Manor. We have our old friend Dave the Battle Wagon Collins back in with us. Uh, no matter what he says, it's not Battle I'm just going to let it go. I'm just going to let it go. <laughs> <laughs> We're all growing. Well, you're growing. I'm not. <laughs> so, Dave, welcome back to Gotham. Uh, do you have any Batman-related news to share with us before we get going? Well, thank you, sir. I'm glad you asked. I do not have any Batman-related news. I think I'm good. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Uh, I wasn't prepared for that question, obviously. No, I'm, I'm good. I, I did wa- I did like the new Batman with the twinkly vampire guy. That was good. Yeah, like, yeah, that's that was what I was really... going to hit you with. I was going to be like, rapid yeah. fire, the new Batman. It was really good. Like, I thought it was good. Um, the only thing I didn't like about it was he seemed to be very mopey even when he was Bruce Wayne. And typically, yes. Bruce yeah. Wayne's all cheerful. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I thought it was a great, great thing. I still like Batfleck, too. So it's a, it's a great time to be a Batman fan out there. 
I was pleasantly surprised with the new Batman film as well. I didn't think I'd like it as much as I did. Sparkly guy did okay. Like I said, I didn't like emo Bruce Wayne. You know, I get it was earlier in his career, but I still, I really just don't like the way he talked to Alfred. Like, yeah, oh my like, god, yeah, that's the like, same thing I said. Like, I said I hate punk. the way he talks to Alfred. You little. <laughs> I mean, bear in mind this Alfred can kill you, bro. Yeah. Like this guy can kill you. Like he's tough. He can kill like, you. He's up there sleeping in his like double California king size bed. He just wakes up. He's being choked. <laughs> Alfred's like, "Who's your daddy now?" <laughs> anyway, I got carried away. Uh, Pat. <laughs> oh yeah. That got weird. Every every yeah. segment is ended weirdly. You know, Delvin hit us with the Warbot thing. I had Alfred choking out Batman one glorious morning. Yeah. I just wanted to ride in the car in the front seat. That's all I wanted <laughs> you to had do. It, you know, you had us all set with a, with a fun little shotgun riff, and here we are. Anyway, yeah, help us out. Tell, the, tell anybody who's tuning in for the first time, God bless them, <laughs> what we got going on here. Well, Jared, I'm glad you asked. Saturday Matinee Theater is a retro review show brought to you by the Lombox Crusade, where we will be taking you back to the past with some potentially overlooked retro awesomeness in the realm of television, movie serials, or films. Basically, if it's vintage and it's kind of forgotten, we're going to dig it up. On this episode, we'll continue our dive into 1943's Batman serial. 1943's Batman serial was produced by Rudolph C. Furtho, it starred Lewis Wilson as Batman and Douglas Croft as Robin. So grab your battering, fire up the Batmobile, and swing into adventure. But don't forget, make sure that Batman is really dead, or it's the real one. Before we hand it over to Delvin for this episode's info, let's take a look, or in this case, a listen to another commercial that have been playing about the time this episode was released back in 1943. This will help us get in the right time frame of mind, if you will, transport us back to the 40s. And for this episode's commercial retro rewind, we have War Bonds with Betty Davis. <laughs> Even save his life. 
Well, couldn't I have a barn and a bicycle? Yes, Ginny, you could. We could afford that. But if everybody bought everything they wanted, it would take thousands of people to make the goods and to sell them. And those people are needed to make essential things for the war. Don't you see? Maybe next year? Maybe, Billy. I know that's one thing your father is fighting for. So that we can celebrate future Christmases in peace. And that will mean that he'll be with us again. You'd like that, wouldn't you? Oh, oh boy. Yes. Come on. Mother has a special Christmas breakfast already for you. Come in. Six thirty in makeup, Miss Davis. Now we're on the set. All right, Megan. Thank you. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, I think what the mother said in that scene I played today was right. Any bond that that you or I give as a present is much more than a gift. It's a Christmas blessing to to those men who will be far away on this Christmas day, many under actual fire. It's a gift of appreciation from us to them for the incredible sacrifices they're making. A gift for their future and ours. Thank you. All right, guys. Let's talk about that. Who's doing their part? Dave, you doing your part? What do you think of that? I'm doing my part, sir. I got to tell you. So a couple things. It's a bit heavy-handed. It's almost like the Sarah McLaughlin puppy commercial that Delvin alluded to earlier. (laughs) But, you know, none of us have lived through kind of an all-out war like that one was. And this really drives home the point that it was, you know, because this is the war. No, I think World War I maybe, but kind of drove home the the phrase, the home front. You know, I just feel like it kind of takes you back to that moment where you have to kind of put yourself in this place and go, man, this was... This was for everything. This was for all the marbles. This wasn't somewhere way far away that didn't affect you. It affected everybody every day. They couldn't buy things. They couldn't do this. They couldn't do that. Uh, she really brought home the point about, you know, dad's away. You know, if we don't, if we don't do this, you know, dad or another soldier might not get the medicine he deserves or needs. I, I mean, I won't say I enjoyed it, but I just, it really kind of hit me hard. I thought it was a really great commercial. And I started looking for war bonds, but, you know, alas, there was none to be found. (laughs) But I thought it was a really great commercial. And for the time, I thought it just rang really, really true. I I really, again, I hate to say I enjoyed it, but it was just so sincere. Oh, absolutely. It definitely calls to mind something that's come up a couple of times on this show because we had like the the Victory Garden commercial and all that. Mm -hmm. It just calls up a time that's not really that long ago that just sacrifice was a part of everyday life to a degree that, you know, I, I, I don't mean to be soapbox or whatever, but like modern society here in the U S has no idea. Just no I mean, we don't, we don't have a clue. Like, <laughs> like you saw how people reacted when there was just a little shortage of something. I mean, imagine if we rolled out tomorrow and they're like, you can get gas today and you can't get gas again for two weeks, or right. you can get coffee today, but you can't get coffee again for two weeks. Like, people would lose their minds. Are you throwing that aluminum can away? <laughs> Son of a <laughs> What about those old tires? Yeah. Hell no. You get them old tires. I mean, we're going to use those. Heck yeah. Yeah. Anyways, before uh, Dave and I just keep going down this road, we need to hear some other voices. And we will take the voice of Mr. Golden Throat himself. Well, hang on. Oral said no on that. Uh, Pat. Pat. Sing. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, let me clear my throat here. Uh, I'm still working on that with Laurel. It, it may come around. We'll see. Uh, maybe I'll get her some bonds and she'll yeah. turn around. You can yeah. get her in bonds? What? No, wait, hey, what? 
Get some cinnamon. Anyway, this is the hottest episode we've ever recorded. <laughs> anyway, uh, like Dave, too, I was like, okay, where's this going? And then, you know, it hits you with some feels. Um, it makes you think about, you know, wow, this was really, you know, obviously a tough time around. And I was thinking of doing a bit, but then I'm like, I don't know if I want to do a bit on something like this or not. Because for you guys that did serve, I don't know what it was like on that other side. And, you know, and so I didn't want to do a bit because I wouldn't know what you guys thought about, you know, since you were heroes, uh, you know, supporting our, the America and doing all that, that you did for, for your country. I, I can definitely see that that would be something I would want to get behind from somebody here. Uh, and if they did them again, I definitely would do it. Well, we appreciate that, Pat. And you can still do a bit because man, that kid wanted a bicycle. He didn't want no work. <laughs> I say, I'm doing a bit. <laughs> nah, you know, I just wanted to be respectful, but no, you're, I mean, this is probably not probably, this is the most, like, you know, real stuff was happening in the 1943 yeah. commercial we've had on the show. So I understand your point of view. I, yeah. do. It, I really It's do. certainly not chunky candy bars and hair, wild root <laughs> hair stuff. That's for sure. <laughs> and I didn't know it was Betty Davis till the end. I'm like, then I'm Betty Davis. Like, oh, okay. So then I started looking into her eyes. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> just so you guys know, by the way, while we've been talking, I've been on eBay just to see, like, if people still have the old war bond certificates. Because, you know, someone does and they're selling them. And they sell anywhere from couple bucks to $100, depending on which ones you got. So just the certificates, you know, alone still have that value. I think that's that's fascinating. But anyways, it's time to go to Jason. War, huh? Good God, y'all. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. No bike, no bug, no BB gun, no nothing. Nothing on Christmas. You know what, though? In all seriousness, I'd like to just say that um, those kids got more for Christmas than I did. Did I ever tell you the Sky Striker story? Did I tell you guys that, you know? I don't, I don't know, know that it's been. Kids. I don't know that we've Look. done it on on an episode before for the public to hear. I don't know that we've covered that. <laughs> Look, I'm not on here a lot, but I've heard that story a lot, so I know. All right, all right. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, I guess my serious take on it is what I find interesting about these commercials. You mentioned the the Victory Garden and the War Bonds commercial here. Is that it really ties into our show, right? The 1943 Batman and the whole the Japanese insurgency angle of it. And we've talked about some of the both the good and the bad and things that didn't age well. So we won't go down that that rabbit hole again. But it all kind of harkens back to that time. And our show that we're watching really exemplifies that war footing that the United States was on in several instances that we've talked about. And this commercial did too. So it was really cool. I, I think from a historical standpoint, just being a history buff, I really enjoyed watching it. I will say, though, like, when they went into that dining room for their Christmas dinner, you know it's going to suck, right? It's like, oh, we got our victory garden stuff. <laughs> well, it's breakfast, but there won't be no bacon. <laughs> no coffee. <laughs> These mashed no potatoes are formed in the shape of a turkey. <laughs> the TV dinners or whatever that was. <laughs> yeah, the TV dinners going back to, like, the original one, Pat. <laughs> So, so anyway, those are my thoughts. Uh, excellent, Jason. Excellent. Jason, being that student of history more so than the rest of us, appreciate your point of view. Delvin, you get to bring it. Oh, hang on. Delvin's out in our victory garden. Delvin! Delvin! There you go. Delvin, what'd you think of that commercial? I'll tell you what. I don't know if I've ever seen Betty Davis before. Just but you've I, heard the song Betty Davis' Eyes. I've heard so the song Betty Davis' Eyes. <laughs> yeah. Her, her eyes are haunting, you know? 
Not they like are. In, yeah, like like not like in a like creepy way. Like they just look kind of like I don't know, sad a little bit, you know. And it's like okay, no, I I I, I get why they made a song based off of her eyes. I, I do like they, like she had some sad eyes going on, and and the commercial was over the top. But it when you are going jingoistic, nationalistic, it's it's going to be a little bit over the top, and sometimes like. I would say in modern days is not needed as much in 1943 and where the world could have potentially ended, maybe possibly. Yeah. And especially considering that it's like, I mean, and think about that, like seriously think about a kid's like, you know what? I wanted a bike. It's like, yeah, but that metal might be needed to preserve this country for living. And making that sentence and it was actually <laughs> legitimate like save these cans so we can recycle them because wow, there might not be a tomorrow okay yeah about as real as it gets and like the commercial itself was heavy enough and then they went and it's like no this is betty davis i played this actress in this or, or this mother in this commercial but this is me saying this is some serious stuff y'all like so they put a hat on top of a hat but it was to compound how serious the situation was so i was like dang okay yeah i get it i i totally get it i i you know no jokes <laughs> no jokes really to be made about that other than like it was i appreciated the period piece of the commercial you know that was 80 years ago right and it's just it, not too, not terribly long ago historically speaking but man it it, it, it was it was an eye opener it was an interesting commercial to watch yeah, it's, like I said, it's our deepest sort of like, yeah. <laughs> if you if you went to the Batman cereal on a Friday or Saturday with your, what I can only assume was a nickel or a dime or whatever to go watch your Batman that Saturday, this is the stuff that was going on in real life, you know? And it, and it made me ask further questions like, Lewis Wilson, was he medically disqualified from serving? Did he, you know, just maybe didn't get called up? Uh, you know, did, how did he feel about that? Was he... Mm sad or embarrassed that he couldn't be part of the war front or was he thankful that he didn't have to go you know it's like i'm not judging or anything just it just paints this whole picture of what's going on behind the gotham city adventure you know he can't kind fight of, yeah. <laughs> jason said he couldn't go to world war ii because he can't fight <laughs> i'm dying I got I'm, I'm telling you what if it all been hand to hand he wouldn't have made it far he would have made it off the beach i'm telling you that in fact that would have been an excellent shot and douglas croft was he old enough was he not old enough? <laughs> we don't know. Was he too old? <laughs> oh my goodness. Somehow we still found the jokes of that. Oh, now that we're laughing, our spirits are back up. Delvin, hit us with that episode info. Yes, sir. Chapter 13 was titled Eight Steps Down. It was released October 8th, 1943. The director was Lambert Hillier, with writers Victor McLeod, Leslie Swabacker, and Harry L. Frazier. Guest stars. J. Carol Nash as Dr. Tito Daka, William Austin as Alfred, and Charles C. Wilson as Captain Arnold. As a reminder, all 15 episodes are available on YouTube. We highly encourage you to watch this episode before proceeding with this podcast, because not only is it just more fun that way, but Jared is about to give a synopsis about this episode, and then we're going to discuss it. Probably some spoilers heading your way, y'all, so if you hadn't watched this episode, we recommend you pause here, but check it out on YouTube and come back to join our discussion this was about 14 minutes, y'all. Not that big of a time demand. So go check it out. For those of you about to watch along with us, we love to hear your insights. Don't forget to comment on the show. 
on Twitter using the hashtag I'm following Batman. We'll start with Jason. Hashtag I'm following Batman. Jared. Hashtag I'm following Batman. Oh, this isn't Robin Hood. Is it? <laughs> it is not. It is not. Hashtag, 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 hashtag. hashtag. <laughs> I'm following Batman. That's better. It is better. Pat. Hashtag following Batman. Oh, do it the Christian Bale voice. <laughs> not the Billy Eilish voice, Pat. The, the Christian Bale. <laughs> oh, this not the Bond. I was, I was in thinking about Bonds before. And so it's it's all good. Uh, Dave. Hashtag. I'm following Batman. That's spot on. <laughs> that was good, Christian Bale. <laughs> that, that was very good. I'm fighting a cold, so I'm going to just keep it simple. Hashtag. I'm following Batman. And we will now go to Jared for the episode summary. saw Batman, a fiery building was collapsing all around him, but apparently, all the debris just missed him, and he got out. (sighs) Anyways, as they speed away from the burning building, Batman, Robin, and Alfred make time to make a quick call to annoy Captain Arnold about not arresting Bernie from the Sphinx Club. Yeah, I don't remember Bernie either, but hey, they head to the Sphinx Club to look for Bernie themselves. Batman does a little detective work and finds the secret entrance to Bernie's hideout. And actually defeats him in a fight. <laughs> I'll read it again. Actually defeats him and he wins a fist fight. <laughs> Technically, Bernie was sleeping and he surprised him. So. Pat, oh, a win's okay. a win. Okay? We are taking a win is a win. We don't care how he gets it. We are taking this W for the Batman. And they bring Bernie to the Batcave for interrogation as the dynamic duo continues looking for Linda Page. Linda has been taken to see Dr. Daka, who is riding high. He believes that another Batman has perished in the fire. And he also has an inkling that Bruce Wayne might be the Batman. And he wants Linda to help him set a trap for Bruce. Linda refuses to help, so Daka sets her up with his zombification machine, just as Batman and Robin have located the back entrance to Daka's hideout. But Daka drops Batman into a trap. Spiked walls are closing in on Batman as Linda tries to resist the zombie machine. And I guess we'll have to wait until next episode to see how it all turns out. So we are getting into the highs and the lows and the what does. We are in round one. We are to Dave, the Battle Van Wagon, Colin. I'm just going to go ahead and talk about it. I mean, I'm just going to steal it right from the top. We've already mentioned a little bit. Batman wins a fight. Now, <laughs> bear in mind, he got his ass kicked in the burning building just a little bit ago and got left for dead. But this guy was half asleep. But I was very impressed that he was able to come in there and show a little bit of, you know, fisticuffs and, and actually lay that guy out. So I was super impressed. Like that was that was definitely the, the highlight of the entire episode for me. I texted the team here while I was watching it. I was like, Batman was a fight. <laughs> What's a fight? Dublin was sent me the bit the meme of Rod Burgundy. I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm like, he wins a fight. I swear he does. He does there's a lot lot that went right in this episode, in my opinion. The only problem was like when he knocks the guy back onto the couch. 
the director cut way too soon because it looked like he was fixing to pick him up and hit him again. But then it just cut straight over to the next scene. And I was like, man, you should have let that go just a few more minutes. He's going to get another <laughs> lick on him. He never gets more than one hit on somebody. Yeah, it makes you wonder if they like edit it down for violence in 1940s, you know. But anyways, we will take that W and we'll move it over to Jason. There's a lot a lot of good stuff in this one. But hey, you could do a low if you want to. It's your, your go. High low, what the? Now I'll keep it going with a high. It's one I've talked about before, DACA, and particularly DACA and his headquarters. It is the coolest thing. It's like Doom in his Doom Castle, you know? He is just, he is the master of his domain. The look on his face, just that smug look of satisfaction. And that opening shot, he's like, I am the man here. And he's got his boys coming and going. He's got new traps installed. We've seen some alligators now. We've got an <laughs> alligator pit. I was like, man, we're getting all kinds of pits up in here. And then we've got the pit with the daggers in it. The Batman falls in. I will say, though, a little bit worried about old Daka because Batman is literally knocking on his back door. And, uh, you know, it ruffled him a bit. So more to come. But really like Daka. Oh, Jason, I, uh, Jason, you know what I love about his headquarters? All of his switches seem to be behind a panel. Like, he loves to open up a panel and push a button. Like, they're not just out there for everybody to touch. He's got to open up a secret compartment for his button. I know. Like, he does, like, they're in different places, too. He could have made it a little more ergonomical, a little more efficient, you know? Because he's got to, like, walk over here to open the back door and over here to turn on the little radar thing to see whose ring it is. So, but, you know, it's still cool. I like that he puts on gloves. He puts on these big rubber gloves or whatever when he's doing the zombie defying thing. It's like, do you really need gloves or are you just, is he worried about getting zapped or something? Hey, how many zombification machines have you run, Pat? I thought he was going to douse her with some chemicals or something. Yeah, I'm like, his gloves. I was like, is he going to like pour something over? You know, want to get in his hands? Time for a, hey. And you know, gonna make a cough or something. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> easy, easy. <laughs> Got a safety, safety in the lab, Pat. Didn't you take chemistry in high school? Got to wear the gloves. Got to wear the goggles. You know the drill. I do like that one of the cherry blossoms lights up when they ring the bell. I don't know why I like that, but I just like that the little cherry. It's the cherry blossom lights up. I don't know why it's just one. I don't know why it's not like the whole tree, but I like that. That's the cherry on top for Dave. But you know what? It's Delvin's turn. He's waited patiently. Delvin, round one. I mean, I want to be complimentary towards DACA, too. Won't get too heavy-handed into it, but Linda Page calls him a slur. And, you know, he was kind of like, no, we prefer Nipponese. Also, I'm about to brainwash you and turn you into a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> so I I love like, that plus the cliffhanger. And the cliffhanger where, you know, Batman looks like he's about to get crushed by these spikes and Linda looks like she's about to get brainwashed. And right before that, there was this moment where Batman doesn't quite know what he's discovered. And it's that's not bad on Batman. Batman, like, went back to the Sphinx Club. He's like, look, there's something about this club. It keeps coming up. And he did the research, found out, like, so he found out the back way. And, and basically, he is at DACA's doorstep, but he doesn't know it. And then DACA's on the other side, just like, you dumb bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he just gives him this smug look like you don't know you don't even know and so like that that look that look was very very super villain and it, it was yeah. good it was oh, yeah. it was 
I don't I don't know how to act now. I'm saying good things. <laughs> I know, right? About I'm gonna get man? I'm gonna get Jason spun up with this one. Knock knock knocking on Daka's Dowell. Oh, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> oh, I agree with you, Delvin. It's Daka these spikes in me. I knew it. <laughs> I can't really? take Did you have to? Did you have to do it? I knew it was gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, that's the weird part. Yeah, man. I wrote it in the synopsis. He's riding high. Pieces are coming together for him. He's figuring out Bruce Wayne might be Batman. And I know we've said this on a couple of episodes, but I'm always impressed that the producers went that route because it would have been so easy to play him as the goofy, bumbling Japanese guy and put him in this terrible, idiotic stereotype. But man, they let him be legit. I would have been so out on that. Yeah, it would have have been fun to watch. You know, I'd be like, eh. Yeah. He's had more wins than Batman. Yeah. He's, he's had a lot more wins than Batman. Yeah, he's killing him. <laughs> I mean, Batman favorite, is- we, we, we all have had one less win than Batman collectively. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> <Really> true. <laughs> and Delvin, didn't you just love it when he, um, when he got, he's got him on the TV and he goes, I'm just going to savor this for yeah. just a second. And it's literally like, okay, I'm ready now. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, was, it was beautiful. It was a great moment. Well, a lot of that has to do with, I think, the performance of J. Carroll Nation. We're going to talk about that in fun facts, but we will get there eventually. Pat, we're all riding high, man. What are, what are you liking about this? Or, of course, you have every right to bust I, out I, low. I think, you know, you guys had mentioned it, and Dave took me uh, uh, one about talking about Daka just savoring that moment. He's like, wait a minute, I got to watch this. <laughs> and, you know, because he loves his cameras and stuff, and then he's just like, I, you know, I got this sucker trapped here. <laughs> Okay, nope, that's enough. Boom. And then he just opens the door and Batman falls down. So I think this one was really short. You know, Delvin mentioned it's like 14 minutes, three minutes of stuff we've already seen from the episode before on that whole recap. But all in all, it still felt good to watch this one because it had everything you needed. It had action. It had plot movement moving forward. The only odd thing is like oh why did Batman just call up the, the police <laughs> commissioner so just weird. to say but you shouldn't have called me yeah <laughs> you could have listened to me jack yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> that was so weird the commissioner uh, he cracked me up because it's like oh, I've just had enough, so, enough of this guy <laughs> yeah, you just keep dropping tied up people on my doorstep. I can't charge them with anything. No. <laughs> Nothing's going to stand up in the court of law. <laughs> it was so weird. He's like, stop at the nearest police call. I got to give Captain Arnold a ratchet shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I mean, I don't know. Were there a lot of boxes around like that? Is that how they got a hold of? Yeah, back in call the for 40s, police? that police call boxes where the cops would have an actual key. And they made a point of that in like the very first episode to say that Batman's got a key. It's uh, like telephone technology, like okay, prolific yeah, yeah. telephone technology was just kind of a new thing. Okay. Like, and to have access to a public phone, like that was like, that was like having a oh, cell phone. Right? Right, yeah. The cops didn't really have a lot of like CB radios, so they would literally go to call boxes. Too. Okay. Oh, yeah. And so nobody was watching around at this time that to see Batman get out of a car and pick up a phone. <laughs> just to basically Bart Simpson. <laughs> it's called suspension of disbelief, Pat. <laughs> it was so weird. I agree with you, Pat. That was a what the? That was definitely yeah, a what that's the. A, I'm like, I'm looking for Amanda hugging kiss. 
<laughs> Maybe he was late and he was normal as Batman's normal prank he would do. He's <laughs> just like, oh, wait a minute. I got to do this today. Yeah, it's I, past my time. I that really, fire got me. I really think it was to remind the audience of the birdie character that we'd all forgotten about. Like, I was like, who the hell is Batman? Yeah. You know, I think that's really why he did it. Just to remind the audience that there's this Bernie character out there. Let's go find him. You know, I think that's why. Yeah. But anyways, back to Dave for round two. Well, it's one good deed deserves another. I stole Pat's and he's turned around and got mine because I was really going to be like, it's just so weird. It wasn't a high or a low or even a what. It was just like, I don't understand. They're just going to call him just to give him a hard time. So I'm just going to skip to the last thing that I had wrote down. And the zombie machine is really loud. <laughs> I mean, instead of gloves, wait a minute. Instead of gloves, that dude should have been handing out like ear, <laughs> ear savers, like, you know, like earplugs. So that thing was really loud. Like, how did he even hear the buzzer go off from Batman downstairs? But now, that was like my very last thing. But Pat, you know, Pat swooped in and stole the best part of the show with the call box thing. But, uh, but yeah, the, I thought the zombie machine was extremely loud. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, Jason. I was going to talk about Batman following on the clues, but it just popped into my head. I thought it was really funny when he was interrogating, what's his name? Bernie. Bernie. At Bernie Man in his bat cave. And Bernie's like, I don't want to tell you because you're going to get your ass kicked. And I'm stuck down here so nobody can feed me. <laughs> yeah, even the bad guys knows he's a terrible fighter <laughs> you're gonna go there you're gonna lose i'm gonna be stuck down here and starve to death with these bats i that thought was that was pretty funny that's an outstanding call out that was funny i laughed at that too delvin it's back to you sir little known fact that bernie was actually bernie sanders as a 20 year old <laughs> <laughs> As is, I, I I wish that they did explain a little bit better about how Batman got out of that fire. Because it looked like at the end of last episode, he was climbing up the stairs and looked like the stairs behind him kind of collapsed. So I would get that the only way that he had to go was up, but they kind of just didn't. And that's the one thing, well, there are probably other things, but the transitions between episodes, that's one thing Flash Gordon got. They nailed. They at least gave you an explanation, even if it were a slightly silly one, but they gave you an explanation of how to get from point A to point B. Batman, a lot of times, just went, they just go, eh, we got to keep the story going. So trust he us, survived. he will. He survived a plane crash. <laughs> Remember that? The plane crash. He was like, he hopped out like, doo -doo -doo. <laughs> <laughs> here I am. <laughs> it was like, look, if I can survive blunt force trauma from all these fists. <laughs> I can survive a plane. Hardest head known to man. <laughs> I, I track you, Delvin. If you remember when I was texting, I was so excited. What a fight. Then the next text I sent was, and it has a Flash Gordon worthy ending. Finally. Mm -hmm. We've talked about how the endings, the cliffhangers have just been, oh, it's always Batman knocked out in some perils. Like, do something different. And I think they did this. Yep. Agreed. Totally. That's all I got, man. Yeah, like that fire one though, that was another lame one. That was it was just like the the fire the floor crashed in and uh, apparently Batman ran away from it. Okay. <laughs> Over to you, Pat. Well, let's talk about the fire. So, the way they made it look from the outside, 
it was like that building was going down and like there was walls crumbling, fire coming out everywhere. And then when you'd show Batman, oh, I'm just walking. Doo, doo, doo. I'm looking around for Linda Page. Doo, 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 doo. And we got to talk about the use of stock footage, Pat. Because <laughs> that's what's going on. <laughs> okay. But it's like. You're um, right, though. The stock footage was like that building. <laughs> and they're pouring tons say, of water on it. Pat on this one. Yeah. <laughs> they're pouring tons I was of water on the manufactured there. It must have been firewood the way that thing went up. <laughs> <laughs> and Robin's in the backseat just going, eh, yeah, he probably went looking around for Linda. He'll be back. Don't worry about that. The building's on fire. Don't worry it about it. He seemed very unworried, didn't he? Like, yeah. eh, eh, yeah. you know. Well, if you were Bruce Wayne's only heir. <laughs> eh, true. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. He might, he might, it's, he might die. It's How much such a shame. It's such a shame he died. <laughs> yes, he's all faking it at the funeral. Why? <laughs> Oh no, Bruce! Oh no, no! Now he's got all the money. He can go into the places he needs to get into, and you know, just without having to people worry about his age and all that. Yeah, yeah. he can get into the best private schools. Does he get the money all though? Is he colleges? old enough to claim it? Country clubs? Uh, I, don't I don't know. He's old enough to ride in the front seat. He's old enough to get the inheritance. <laughs> <laughs> this was 1943, man. You could have put a baby in. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> without a without seatbelts on. No, too, nothing, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we have made it through. And the only thing I want to add is just the mild hilarity of Doc is like got Linda Page and he's like, "You're gonna help me set a trap for the Batman." She's like, "I know I won't." And then, ding dong, back door, Batman. <laughs> like, well, I guess we don't really need Linda Page anymore because he's here. And Let the zombification me, begin. Yeah. To me, guys, this is the most Flash Gordon-esque ending. I mentioned that before. But to see Batman at literally Daka's back door, Daka being kind of excited about it, and Daka piecing together that Bruce Wayne is Batman and Linda's in the zombie machine, like all that wrapped at that ending. I was like, dang, this is this is finally kind of what I was here for. So I, I'm very excited. Heck, I tell you what, I'm sure that they had the idea that they needed to get it to 15 episodes. But if they had done this in six, yeah. like oh, yeah, a little bit of back and forth, and then it's like, nope, okay, yep, I, I'm, I'm pretty smart, put two and two together. I think that the most likely person Batman could be is Bruce Wayne, and I'm going to go through his girl to get him. But man, I, I think right? we all would be hooked. Right? Freaking Daka. Kudos to the producers, especially in 1943, when anti-Japanese was widely accepted. They made a real villain out of this guy. We've all enjoyed it. And that's going to actually lead me to my fun facts. We're going to talk about J. Carol Nash, who plays Daka. He was born in 1895 in New York City. And guys, he's of Irish descent. <laughs> that may come as a shock to you. <laughs> I got to say... We all knew, like, we all knew it was a white dude playing a Japanese guy, but I got to give him credit, too, on the makeup. Like, I think it looks decent. That's J. Carol Day's Irish dude playing a Japanese dude. He got his acting career started with a bit part in 1926's What Price Glory. He ended up starring in over 200 films between 1926 and 1971. And guys, I alluded earlier that we might really like him and it, the part might have more gravitas because of J. Carroll Nash, because this is something I didn't know. And I know a fair bit about cinema. He was nominated for Academy Award twice, once for Sahara, which is a Humphrey Bogart movie from 1943, and once for a movie called A Medal for Benny in 1945. And he actually won the Golden Globe for The Medal for Benny in 1945. So he's like a legit performer. 
his final role, like I said, he worked up until 1971, and what a way to go out. He was in 1971's Dracula versus Frankenstein, so that's pretty awesome. <laughs> and he died in 1973 at the age of 77. And gentlemen, we are going to see Mr. J. Carroll Nash again, eventually, because he was on The Man from Uncle. He's going to be on an, an episode or two. I can't remember how many he does, but at least one episode of Man from Uncle. And with that, let's get into the Batarang ratings. As you may know, we do it on a one to five around these parts. A five means you loved it. Four means it was very good. Three means it was good. Two, it was just okay. And one, I did not like it. We're all feeling a little jazzy on this one. I'm thinking we're might going to see some higher scores, but we'll let Dave, our guest, set the bar. No one likes to go first, Dave, but just go with your gut. Man, <sighs> man I did not want to go first for this one. So, fun fact, you know, I... I I mentioned that I accidentally watched the one before this <laughs> and then realized I was on the wrong one. I won't tell you what I was going to give that one, but this one was better. Like, it, and it was short. Like Delvin talked about a long time about the runtime. It was shorter than the other ones I've watched. I, th- I thought it was good. I'm going to go with three. I, di- I didn't love it. Like it wasn't the greatest one I've seen. It did have a Batman win and it did, but it just had a, a few things that just kind of set me back. Like, you know, I didn't care for, the phone call booth thing. I don't really understand his relationship with the cops that well. It seems like he's not trying to facilitate a, a great relationship with him. It's more like a, you're an idiot <laughs> and moving on. So, <laughs> but Cat I thought Arnold? it was good. This I mean, it's definitely he's worth stuck. the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. uh, You didn't get that guy. Ah! <laughs> right. uh, you know, so, and then I didn't care for the use of the stock footage, ironically, because when, when the fire truck started coming and everything, I was like, I get it, but I I would have been fine if they'd have just run some sirens and like not even shown that. Like I didn't have to see the fire trucks. I mean, if they'd have just played sirens, I'd have known they were coming. But I mean, I thought it was good. It was a, it was a solid three. If I was Joe November, I'd give it a three and a half. But I'm not. I'm just Dave. So I'm going to go three. That's fair enough, Dave. I'm wondering if we might see a bump in the scoring for those of us who've been through the whole ride because it's so refreshing to see. What- <laughs> <laughs> that was good. So I think you've set a good bar, and uh, let's see what Pat does with that bar. I will go and give it a four, strong four, just because, you know, good DACA character moments here, good win for Batman, suspense, what's going to happen next. So I, I like this one. I'm ready to move on. And my prediction is because Linda is so strong, the brainwashing that's being done is going to cut out the power and those walls stop, and that's how Batman's getting out. I like it, Pat. It'll that's, probably be that's like good writing. That's good writing. Like the burning building one, though, and it's going to be like, oh, Batman moved out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> we will. He was kind of slinking back into the corner, like he thought it was going <laughs> to stop. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. I don't know. I think Robin might have a hand in it because Robin, remember, he went to like get something, like a flashlight or something. Yeah, but crowbar. the crowbar. So he does crowbar. Yeah, crowbar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, Jason. Let's do your Batarang rating. Yeah, I'm going to give it a four. I'm a I'm a starving, thirsty man in the middle of a desert, and and this was maybe it was just a cheeseburger and a coke, but boy, I needed a cheeseburger and a coke, and uh, it tasted good. So you've got Batman's figuring things out, Doc is figuring things out. Their universes are coming closer and closer together. Some crazy things are about to happen. I'm all in. Four from me. Delvin. Yeah, I'm with the lads on this one. I'm giving it a 4-2. Dave, man, like, we have seen things. <laughs> or, horrible things. Battle. 
you're in the battle with your brothers, it's a bond that can't be broken. So man. I'm okay. I understand. <laughs> look, I mean, look, we, we called him beat man. We've called him Batman. Like, cause we have just seen episode after episode of whoopings and, and it hadn't been pretty. And for Batman to get a win for one, for DACA to like be his normal cunning self, but like for it, you know, to finally start coming together or as, you know, sometimes we might say it's a culmination. Culmination. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, th- it, Jason was on mute. He was he was saying it in spirit. Yes, it's a four. And I hope that we end the series strong because um, much like Andy Dufresne, we had to <laughs> we had to swim through a mile full of poop <laughs> to get here. And I feel like I'm sitting on the other side of my knees. Yes! Yes! I'm when you have to break out the Shawshank Redemption, uh, you, you really feel strongly about it. Man. We've been through some stuff. If, if you have a couple hours, go go and watch fully episodes 1 through 12, and then see 13 and see. I'm telling you, it was a breath of fresh air. It really, really was. It, it was. I, I've seen probably about half. I haven't seen them all. I've seen about half. You delve in, I'll do it. Between now and Heroes, I will do it. Okay. Just for you. Yeah. I'm going to round it out and join uh, everybody else on a four. I'm not poo-pooing Dave, <laughs> Dave's three. You know, again, I think it has a lot to do with what we've gone through. And But it was nice. Like you guys mentioned, he won a fight, had a great cliffhanger ending. The things come together. Doc was cool. He did some detective work. And he took time to prank call Captain Arnold. So what more could you possibly want out of an episode? (laughs) (laughs) You can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot. (laughs) You did not make that arrest. You (laughs) jack. Oh, boy. And with these high flying thoughts, we're going to roll right into the Gotham City mailbag. And as usual, we are thrilled to kick off these comments with special shout outs to Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks who have joined our crusade. They enjoy early access to special long box episodes, voting on show content, lots of voting going on lately, free raffle entries, and so much more. These are the folks reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to the show. And Helica Wolf. Oh. Auburn Elvis. Bill Beer. Blast it or stash it. Braxton Oversteel. I'm an Underwood. Captain Entropy. Clinton Robison. And I have the distinct honor of saying this name. It is the one, the only Dave the Battle Wagon Colin. You almost got it right, just like I'm almost going to get this next one right. Ezra Gallo. Gerald Green. I love how your Ezra had about 14 syllables. <laughs> Ezra. <laughs> Jason Lady. Jason Keen. Jeremy L. Jim Jarman. Jim Meal. Joe Thomas. John Watson. Josh Strickland. Candace Ward. Captivating Kathy Bright, the MVP. Mark Ross. Maxwell Traver. Michael Wagner. Miranda W. P.D. Devins. Paul Hitt. Rick from Jeff and Rick Presents. Rob Morgan. Samantha Maney. Sean Urbanski. Spidey. 67. Steve Cronin. Spreadsheet. Tim Price. Come on down. Tony Pennington. And Toronto Cop. As usual, if we miss someone on our list, we apologize. Keep in mind, we record these episodes well in advance of release. If you're a recent edition, we'll add you soon. But if you know what? If you got missed and you're angry, send your angry correspondence to Pat. 
He's at contact at longboxcrusade.com. Any hate-filled emails, contact at longboxcrusade.com. Send those to Pat. But we'll get it straightened out. We'll make sure that you get your proper shout-outs and your appreciation because we do love all of our Crusaders Club members. And you too could be one for as little as $1 a month. You just go to patreon.com slash longboxcrusade. Join the crew. Get in on the voting. That's one of the best things. we got a lot of voting going on. You get to kind of decide what the content is. You get extra stuff. Uh, Pat has been posting his nudes. Is that right, Pat? I have been. And, you know, Jared, I just want to take this time to say, really talk seriously to you guys right now. Now's the time when a lot of podcasts, they really need your help. And so just $1 a month, you can buy a, a bond from us, from the Longbox Crusade bond, and it'll help us in our war against, you know, just making people happy. We don't want people to be sad. We want them to be happy. So join us in this for $1 a month. Yeah, instead of buying that yeah. bike, you know, get Weasel Skull the cheeseburger he was looking for in the desert. Yeah. You know, get Delvin another Transformer. Or help him <clears throat> so, finish his collection of Amazing Spider-Man books. So wouldn't it be a war on sadness, not a war on happiness? Shut up, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so Pat. That's it. You're not getting that dinner. I was letting it go. You're not getting that dinner. I got what your bit was doing, Pat, and it was nice. But it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Patreon.com slash Longbox Crusade. Join it. And I'm going to put this out there, too. It's a great group of folks. Like, most of those people show up to our live streams and our chats, and they're just, it's a community in of itself. They're all so nice to each other. It's truly a joy to see that kind of thing. So join that team just to be part of a great group and maybe help us out here at the Longbox Crusade. All right, let's get into our shares and retweets and our comments. We're going to go, I think, two episodes back to Chapter 11, The Nipponese Trap. is the last time that we put some stuff out there and got some comments and some whatnots. So who's been uh, sharing and retweeting this stuff? We'll start with Delvin. First up, we have Speak Comics. And Fan Film Friday. We have Alan J. Porter. You know him as Tex. We also have Coffee and Comics. And our good friend, Jim Meal. Thank you, guys. Those are the people who are sharing and retweeting. If you want to get that share and retweet shout out, guess what you have to do? Jared, I'll guess. Go ahead. Have a war on happiness. Oh, wait. Share and retweet. <laughs> share and retweet when you see the posts come out. And if you definitely want to get some words in edgewise, then you just leave a comment and we have a couple. So I'll throw it back to Delvin to read our first comment. Christopher Willette says, okay, fine. I downloaded all the Batman episodes and a few others. We appreciate that, Chris. Yeah, I, I really hope that you find this to be a great companion show to watch in those episodes. That's what it's intended to be. It's just a companion show to help you go watch something and then listen to some idiots talk about it. And help let's us in have the war of happiness. <laughs> Hey, let's get some hot Jason on Jason action with the last comment. Well, Jason Lady replies to Chris and says, I need to listen. Curious if Batman finally wins a fight. See, it's not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you get hit over and, and over forward. and over <laughs> and keep moving forward. That's Action right. film face off. <laughs> Batman's fighting style isn't so much blocking and parrying. It's just like using his face to stop the punches. <laughs> it's very, it's very Rocky from Rocky one. He just wants to go the distance. He can take those hits. 
All right. Thanks to Chris and Jason for keeping the conversation going over on, I think that was a Facebook conversation, but whether you do it on Facebook or Twitter or wherever, we're going to find it. We're going to mention it on the show. We do love the continued conversation. And of course, you can email us, contact at longboxcrusade.com or leave us a voicemail at 707-532-5269. That's 707-532-LBOX. Pick up the phone. Check. <laughs> Pick up the police call box phone. <laughs> yeah, leave us a voice message and just tell us how old do you think Robin is? The actor who plays Robin. We still haven't revealed it on the show, so call in. Let us know. How old is Robin? The actor. Is he 14? Is he 42? Hard to say. Let is it like, the, guess how many jelly beans are in this jar type of, <laughs> type of game? I, I envisioned it as the uh, yodeling dude on the prices, right? Like, do 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 but anyway you can leave a voicemail about anything you want to talk about anything on the network but if you want to mention some stuff that you've enjoyed here on the batman show we'd love to hear it we'd love to play it on the show so give us a call 707-532-5269 go ahead jason well that's it for this episode of saturday matinee theater if you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books action films and more check out the long box crusade pat where can they find that well, Jason, I'm glad you asked. You can find us on Spotify, um, Amazon, Audible, pretty much all the podcatchers that are out there and on YouTube. Or just go to www.longboxcrusade.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube all again at Longbox Crusade. And for all you 007 fans out there, if you want to hear us on our track through all stuff James Bond, check out Honor Majesty's Secret Podcast. Jared, where can they find that? No problem. Since Chris Walken was in a Batman movie and he was in a James Bond movie, I'm going to let him come in. He told me he was going to keep it brief. So, Chris, come on in. Oh, it's time to talk about your Bond podcast. That's cool. Just before I go, has anybody here ever seen my movie, King of New York? Anybody here ever seen that one? Pat, yeah. you're just shaking your head. You never no. saw it? Sorry, Chris. I haven't. Dave, King of New York. Elvin. No, Chris. I haven't seen it. Jason. Yeah, a long time ago, Chris. It's a bag of horse. Well, he left. All right. Well, um, <laughs> I guess we all need to see that by the time we do another one. <laughs> all right. I've seen it. It was it was good. He's not coming back. All right. Well, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. On our Majesty Secret Podcast, it's at OHMS Pod on Twitter. And of course, you can catch it on pretty much any podcast catcher you've got. If you want to hear us talking James Bond, or you can go directly to www.secretpodcast.podbean.com. And if you'd like to chat with us online, we can be found at Pat, why don't you go ahead and kick us off? Well, Jason, I'm glad you asked. You can find me on the Twitter at Christatos01. Delvin? You can find me on Twitter at DE underscore RAY1977. Instagram, Delvin Ray. Jared? I am at Yard Sale Artist Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. You can check out my wares at www.theyardsaleartist.com. I did indeed see King of New York, and it was excellent. Wesley Snipes, Steve Buscemi. Yes, yes. It's pretty good. 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 Anyway, Jason. <laughs> Jason saw it a long time ago. <laughs> and you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Jason Albrick. Dave, thanks for joining us. Where can uh, the folks find you? Well, the absolute best way to find me is to post it on Twitter, and then Yard Sale will take a screenshot of it and text it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's just how send I get your Twitter stuff, too. <laughs> yeah, just send your tweets to me. Just at Yard Sale Artist. And just put, this is for Dave. <laughs> And then I'll screenshot it. Screenshot it. Send it right to me. 
I swear one day I'm going to get back on. I swear I one day. I thought you dabbled just... on there for a bit. I only came back on because you sent me a, a screenshot of the one about selling your last uh, Hamilton versus Burr, and I had bought the first one, me and Kirk Spencer. True. And so I literally got on because it was just so sweet. I was like, I wish I could have been there for that. And I've not got back on. <laughs> but my account's active. I just I just really have to get back on there. I, I will one day, I promise. But for now, send it to Jared. He'll screenshot it, text it to me. Yeah. That'll be fun. I look forward. I hope somebody actually does that. Oh my <laughs> god, I can't wait. Send me a tweet for Dave <laughs> and then I'll screenshot it to the team. I'll reply to that guy with whatever you reply in the text. <laughs> with the screenshot. It, text yeah. I Dave love how Collins, this is gonna work out. I can't Jared wait. Albrick. I can't wait to see how this is gonna work out. But thanks for having me, guys. I always have a good time. It's always great seeing you guys. It's always fun just talking to y'all. I, I've said this before. I'll keep saying it. You know, when I listen to you guys in the car, it's it's, got, it's like being on a road trip with, with my friends. And we're all just in the car talking about, you know, our stuff that we that interests us. So I always kind of feel like uh, you guys are just riding in the car with me. So I appreciate being on again. Awesome. Oh, you know, that's awesome. the way we always wanted these to be. We wanted yeah. to be your, your ride along. We did a whole promo where we were in the car to be your ride along show. So I'm glad that you're digging that. And we're glad. And you know what? Dave was our very first, very first patron when we opened up Crusaders mm-hmm. Club. <laughs> so yeah. right. it's just a lot of love in this room. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. I can feel it. Can you feel <laughs> love? Don't get Jason started, Dave. Don't get Jason started. <laughs> <laughs> it was great to see everybody here at Covenant. <laughs> Hanging out with everybody was amazing. Uh it was I'm glad I got to see some people. I just hope that we can do it again next year. Yeah, yeah. We had to we had to bail certain people out again who were throwing punches. We won't mention any names, but at any rate. Well, for those of you who want to ride along in the car with us that are Robin Hood fans, get your quiver filled with arrows and get ready to fight against taxation because our next episode will continue our journey through the 1955 Adventures of Robin Hood TV series. We'll see you next episode for Episode 5, Maid Marion. wonder what that one's going to be about. The meetup location, Sherwood Forest. Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater. We have War Bonds with Betty Davis. She'd like to take you home, buy you Christmas gifts. That's not really gifts. <laughs> she makes Christmas less fun. He don't get no BB gun. Gotta wind up again. <laughs>